Hello and welcome to another episode of The Podski. I am your host, the man of a thousand gimmicks, John Baker. And today we are going to be diving right back into some more professional wrestling talk. Today I am going to cover my Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. And without further ado, we're going to hop into a new segment this week. Uh, it's going to be a recurring segment. It's going to be called the Weekly Roundup, and let's get to it. We're going to start our first ever Weekly Roundup uh, with... This is going to be something that I'm going to try to do every week. It doesn't really necessarily have to be anything within professional wrestling. Uh, We're going to bounce around a little bit, but... It's that time of the year again. It's football season. So excited for the Dolphins this year. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a huge Miami Dolphins fan. Uh, there is actually some real excitement this year. Uh, they'll probably end up just, you know, being a 500 team. But very excited for the season and can't wait for it to get started. Uh, some other little news and notes. There was something that uh, I'm recording this on a Tuesday. Uh, things came out this morning about WWE contacting uh, a recently released WWE star that is officially signed with AEW that is very well known. WWE uh, Talent Relations reached out to that person to try to get them to come back to WWE. So that in and of itself, that, that sounds like tampering. Not allowed. Uh, kind of ironic I'm mentioning mentioning tampering after saying that my favorite team is the Dolphins, considering all of that stuff that came out about the owner a few weeks ago. Uh, but not... I wouldn't say I'm surprised, especially with Triple H taking over uh, in creative. I can see them trying to do some things to get people back, especially the ones that were in NXT then left. I don't know who that superstar is that's on the AEW roster, could be somebody like Swerve, especially since Hit Row came back last week on SmackDown. I doubt that it's somebody like Andrade. Could be Cole. We all know that uh, Cole is a really big Triple H guy. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm sure that'll come out in the future as well. Moving on. This uh, Wednesday, tomorrow, marks the... Start of the trios or the six man, ba- uh, not battle royal, the um, trios title tournament uh, in AEW. Very excited to kind of see where that goes. Uh, I'm not excited for the fact that they're introducing yet another title. It to me, it seems like a little bit too many titles. Uh, they're they're just re- introducing so many titles like so closely. Like if we spread it out a little bit, it might. They might mean a little more, but there's just an oversaturation of belts, it seems like, in AEW. Uh, They should have had trios belts from the start. I know why they waited. We all know why they waited. It's obvious they're they're bringing in Omega for a big return. Very excited for Omega to be back. So, uh, we got Punk back last week. We got Danielson on Rampage. He'll be in a uh, best two out of three falls match against Daniel Garcia. And we got uh, CM Punk back. So, very, very, very exciting uh, stuff. We're on the road to All Out. 
Uh, it's in a couple more weeks. Uh, WWE's making some moves, especially trying to get talent back. They're on their way to Clash at the Castle. A lot of good things happening in wrestling. And uh, a lot of good things happening because it's now fall. We got football season. It's right around the corner, as I mentioned. So we're ripping and we're raring to go. So uh, let's hop right into the pod ski this week. And that was the weekly roundup ski. The Mount Rushmore of professional wrestlers. Uh, Let's hop right into it here. My list, pretty typical list, I would assume, from most people. Nothing really kind of stands out from the ordinary. Uh, I do want to add some honorable mentions. I feel like that's fair. I'm I'm usually not a big fan of top four. I'm a top five guy. Mount Rushmore meaning top four, I mean, that's the best of the best, and that totally makes sense. I absolutely get that. Just, you always, it's always hard to just give four names out or four things, and I'm a top five guy. But my honorable mentions, uh, I'll start it off with an interesting one from my perspective, if you, knowing, like, who I am and what I like, that person being John Cena. You have to give Cena his due. He's done it all in the business. He has carried that company through what I would argue is not as bad as... It's very recent. It's because I don't like the PG era. The PG era was very boring. It was something I really didn't want as a fan. Especially whenever I was in my uh, later teens, early 20s. The PG era was just not what I was looking for. He's, now that he's gone, very, very well, uh, very well missed. I would love to see Cena back in the ring in WWE a lot more often. Hopefully not with that gimmick hairdo that he's got going on now. I'd much rather see him, you know, just, it, let's just, I wouldn't even mind if they just went back and played the hits with Cena now. with Because now it's more of a nostalgia act. I'd love for him to just come back, play the hits, or, or I mean, uh, what a lot of fans would want to see too nowadays, obviously, would be him to do the heel turn. But is there a real reason for him to do a heel turn? I don't know. I think that's like the real big reason why he probably doesn't, because what's the point of it? What's the point of him doing it now? But he's done it all. Sixteen-time champion. Uh, he's. Cena has to be, I don't think he is a Grand Slam champion. I think I'm correct on that. I don't think he's won the Intercontinental belt. But Cena's done it all. He's carried the company, been the lead guy, everything that McMahon wants. Uh, Deserves to be in in anybody's top 10 list. Uh, Just for me, I just, he's not, he's not like the tippy, tippy, tippy top of the elite. So um, that's why he's an honorable mention. Uh, my other honorable mention is somebody that I mentioned last week's pod uh, in some of my matches that I really, that one of my top five matches is Bret Hart. Bret Hart absolutely has to be in your top five. If Bret Hart's not in your top five, it's just because you do you just hate Bret Hart <laughs> and all of his stuff that he's done outside the ring and how much he talks about himself and you got to give it to the guy. 
for being that confident in yourself to like love everything that you've ever done in your life like that and to literally have an entire basement dedicated to yourself i, I like you that is you hats off to him and his confidence in himself because he absolutely deserves it uh brett has been amazing in his career i think what keeps brett off the mount rushmore for me is the fact that once he is his injury he had to retire early if he wouldn't have had to retire early and he could have came back after WCW and had a run in WWE, I think that that would have catapulted him to like maximum. Like he, I think Brett would just be remembered very differently than what he's remembered for now. Not that he's remembered for badly. I uh, obviously he's most remembered for the screw job, but I think history could shine a brighter light on Brett that Brett now I believe is getting a lot of the credit that he deserves because his in-ring work is just damn incredible and I love watching Brett matches now I didn't get it at first I had to once I got it uh, I, I I love Brett matches now a lot of people say you can either be a Brett or a Sean guy I would obviously sway a little more towards the Sean side but I, I love Brett now I love watching Brett matches. They still hold up today, very much like Sean matches do. They're great and equal in their own right. Um, but I'm talking about Sean a lot, so <laughs> I'm giving away. Uh, I'm giving away a little bit here. Spoiler alert! But uh, I'll just drop drop right in. My first um, person on my Mount Rushmore is Shawn Michaels. It has to be. Sean alone, his, Sean alone, like, he's had an incredible, uh, run, not once, but twice, and that can't be forgotten, the fact that he came back and did it, uh, his rise from the Rockers to the Heartbreak Kid, him really breaking out of that tag team wrestling, clearly he was the, I get, from friends that I have that lived that era, the new gen era and the rockers era from what I understand is that they thought that Janetti was the guy. I don't know if that's true. I didn't live, I didn't live in that era, which is really interesting be, uh, from the fact that Janetti is completely forgettable now, but that's just because Sean catapulted to heights of like no one could have ever dreamed. And what's, I think what really puts, Sean on this list is what kept Brett off the list is the fact that Sean got hurt in uh, the rumble of 98 limped his way to WrestleMania 14 with uh, Steve Austin. And then you didn't see him again until SummerSlam 2002. And he literally looked like, nothing it looked like he didn't miss a beat never missed a step he got better which never happens you think about that think of somebody in uh professional sports think of somebody that played football in the nfl and they quit because of an injury and they try to come back four years later the game has passed them by they'd never make it it would be a really cool story if they could, but I there's literally nobody that's ever stepped away for four years and came back and got better and lit it up more than what they did from 
whenever they did it the first time. Um, and uh, the obvious thing that keeps Sean on the list alone is his WrestleMania catalog. He's Mr. WrestleMania for a reason. You can list so his entire WrestleMania catalog is undefeated. A lot of people want to give Undertaker like the streak and all that. That is literally child's play compared to Shawn Michaels wrestling or, or WrestleMania catalog. And the WrestleMania catalog does include Undertaker and I think that's what elevates Undertaker's streak is these two is the two matches they had at WrestleMania 25 and 26. Uh you can another great one that Shawn had was at 19 with Jericho. Uh, he's just had so many, just so many matches at WrestleMania are so good. The Kurt Angle one, WrestleMania 21, he has to be on your list. He has to be on your Mount Rushmore. There's Sean, just elite uh, talent. Just, Sean has to be on your Mount Rushmore. He, he him, and it's just the things that he's did. He did it with the Rockers. He did it with DX. He came back, did it again on his own. Did it again with DX. Like, he has to be on your list. Great, great addition to the Mount Rushmore. So, Shawn Michaels is my first uh, entrant to the Mount Rushmore. Uh, we'll follow that up with somebody I mentioned with Shawn. Steve Austin. Steve Austin is by far the best character that has ever been in WWE. He's done the most sales and merch by far. Uh, took the business to incredible heights that it, it hasn't been to since. And by that, I mean like pop culture relevance. Like everybody knows what a Steve Weiser or Austin 316 every or, or the Stone Cold Center. Everybody can recognize Steve today. And that is what, that, that's what sets Steve apart from everybody. Obviously, everyone knows that. But Steve was a really good wrestler too. It's not for the fact that he wasn't a good wrestler. He absolutely was a great wrestler. He was that's why he was called the ringmaster at one point. His first gimmick in WWE was the ringmaster. So he's he's great. I, the best character. Don't even come at me with that Undertaker stuff because Steve Austin is 100% Steve. And without Steve, Steve needed Vince. and But Vince needed Steve. And those two work together. But just Steve, incredible. Incredible. Next one is uh, obviously the biggest draw of them all. Uh, Hogan. Hogan absolutely has to be on your list. Hogan, just incredible. You gotta love Hogan. Um, did it in WWF as Hulk Hogan, the immortal Hulk Hogan. Uh, turned his back on WCW and joined the black and white in NWO. Came back to WWE. Just Literally, when you think professional wrestling, you think Hulk Hogan. He is, he checks every single box of a professional wrestler, except for the fact that he wasn't, he, he wasn't going to go out there and have incredible matches, but he was going to sell your tickets. He was going to uh, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, do the pose. Everyone was going to leave happy and everyone did leave happy. And Hogan will always be remembered as the biggest draw in professional wrestling ever just um just hogan just great the goat 
Um, but yeah, so my final addition to uh, my Mount Rushmore here uh, should be to have no surprise, but it's Ric Flair. Uh, Ric Flair just, you know, no one did it for as long as he did at the rate that he did it. By far has had the, the most matches, the worst schedule, and the hardest schedule of anybody in professional wrestling for all those years. Just up and down the roads, 300 plus days a year, twice in the same day sometimes. Just Hogan, the best. You got to give your hat off to him. He really did it. Um, he even came back and like the older that he got, the, some of the, he, the bigger star that he came. And that's, that's, that's pretty obvious. That's what happens to a lot of wrestlers. The older they get, the bigger star they become and all that. But, um, just had his last match a few weeks ago. Hats off to Rick for doing that. The match was a train wreck. Uh, very scary to watch as a fan. But you got to give your hat off to somebody that's willing to go out there and do that. I love Rick. Um, he's a little out there now these days, especially because he's not under the WWE umbrella anymore. He can kind of say what he wants. It's a little bit too much sometimes, but um, Rick is, he has to be on everybody's Mount Rushmore. Hogan and Rick, are, those are your automatic two. It's depending on who you want to put the rest. And so, again, so my Mount Rushmore, uh, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, and Steve Austin. Um, if you want to do some more digging into some of these people, everyone's seen matches from these guys. Uh, some of my favorites from each. Uh, we'll start with Flair. Uh, we'll do Dusty and Flair, Starcade 85, uh, a great match. Um, a really deep track for uh, Flair that everyone should watch. And not a lot of people do watch. But uh, A Night in Greenville, uh, that is from a Raw from uh, May 19th of 2003. That match is awesome. That is like, you could tell Flair really wanted to come back and give it to the fans. He did great. Uh, if you haven't seen that match, I highly, highly recommend that match. Uh, and then everyone's favorite GIF uh, moment uh, from WrestleMania 24, Flair and Shawn Michaels. If you don't love that match, you don't love wrestling. Um, as mentioned before with Shawn Michaels, his WrestleMania, his WrestleMania catalog, just dive into some Shawn Michaels WrestleMania. You'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. He's definitely on the list. Uh, again, uh, Austin, some of his really good, uh, most of, uh, My, uh, Michaels, most of Austin's best matches uh, were WrestleMania and that's because they were building up to a huge story where you, they told a there was the build of a story and a culmination, basically. So, uh, WrestleMania 13, uh, obviously WrestleMania 17, the biggest WrestleMania of them all. Uh, and WrestleMania 19, uh, the, the swan song for Steve. Uh, even though a lot of us didn't know that that was going to be at the end, end for him, uh, but it was. And uh, SummerSlam 98, uh, the one with Undertaker, that's another really great match, too. Hogan, uh, I mean, WrestleManias 1 through 9, because <laughs> uh, they were all built around him. Uh, the Bash 96, obviously, you got to include that. You know, that's not even a match. That's just a moment, like the biggest moment of professional wrestling uh, on camera. 
uh, him turning from the red and yellow to the black and white. Uh, WrestleMania 18, Icon versus Icon, him and Rock. Great match. You, you have to love that match. Uh, and Starcade 97, you know, the biggest uh, event that was supposed to be for WCW ever. That story was an incredible story. It took a long, long time to tell. Totally worth it. Match wasn't that great, but in the end, it wasn't about, at that point, it wasn't about the match. It was about the moment, and we got the moment. And that's what's important. So, but yeah, that's my Mount Rushmore, and let's wrap this bad boy up. Alright, and that was my Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Let me know what you think. Uh, I am now on Twitter at the underscore Podski. Let me know how my list was. Was it the shits? Was it great? Uh, let me know what your list was. Hit me up. Let me know. Let's chat. Let's see what's going on. Uh, check me out on Twitter at the underscore Podski. Uh, Give a little preview, and next week we're going to come back with uh, another pod. Uh, we're going to step outside of the ropes of professional wrestling. We are going to uh, check, out a, uh, check out and review a documentary that I just recently watched on Netflix. It is about Woodstock 99. Uh, completely um, in love with this documentary uh, from all of the acts uh, to... The devastation, the fallout, all that. Um, so we'll cover that next week. Woodstock 99 on the Podski.